From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. There it is. You hear that music? That means it's about that time for you to listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. I believe that co-host, the number one co-host in the world, he's there. He's somewhere. He's California on the beach someplace hanging out. But Fan Man will be joining us shortly if he's not ready, already on the air with me. Fan Man, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here, Ray. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. It sounds like it's a, you know, it's a little rough around the edges, but, but I can't hear you. What's happening down there in uh, sunny California? It's sunny California. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, it's sunny here in the valley, too. You know, it's always a good day in the valley, and I'm not so sure it's not a better day in the valley because we are less one citizen of the valley and that is d'antonio he's gone he's a new yorker now he's no longer with us you know you know what Ray, the way i feel about that that was the best move he could have made i figured you felt that way you felt that way a lot of the fans around here they just feel that d'antonio is the reason why a team should have so much talent and can't win the big one well you know what Ray? i looked at it this way he had he had shaquille o'neal he had sean marion he has all uh, nash all these great basketball players and he couldn't win yeah, uh, I think the Chuckster, uh, you know, Charles Barkley, I think Charles feels a little bad for him. But I tell you what, talking about, you know, jumping out of the frying pan into the skillet, he has no idea. Well, maybe he does have some idea. But you're in the number one media capital of the world. As I said here when I first came to the Valley, this is a place where people have come to continue their professional career if they're still active and not to retire but I'll tell you what, once you get into that New York media, you won't have to worry about, you know, if you're reminded about your play. They will let him know every day, every minute, he will be scrutinized in terms of his coaching ability. Yeah, well, Phoenix is a very laid-back town, and they, you know, they just go with the flow. But like you said, New York is a whole different uh uh, different planet, and it's not like he has a lot of talent on that ball club. I mean, he's got a he's got a built a ball club there. Well, you know, based on what I read, you know, in the agreements and contracts that they signed, the GM of the Knicks is going to give them time to rebuild the team, and it's not going to happen overnight. So the fans of New York better get ready for that. It's not going to happen. And then, and I know how the fans are feeling back there because they're saying this guy's a winner. This guy knows how to get into the playoffs all the time. He has high percentage of winning. Um, but the bottom line is, he has a he has a crummy team, a crappy team that he's that he's inheriting, and he has to fix it. And I think he got inherited that team from Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. sexual wanderer. Yeah, Isaiah will probably go down as one of the worst GMs and head coaches in the history of the NBA. Well, you know and what? That, I always thought he would have been a great coach because he knew the game and he played so well. He's a great he was a great ball player. I thought I thought he'd be really, really good, but I guess he I guess his ego got to him when he became put the the white shirt on. Well, one thing about a fan, man, what they always say is that. Just because you're a great player, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great coach. Right. And you would you're think right. that that would translate into coaching, but that doesn't always happen. As a matter of fact, later on, we're going to get together with uh, a special guest on our show, as a matter of fact, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jamie King. And, and Jamie works with uh, FBU, Football University, and they develop some great players. And there are coaches, different kinds of coaches. And uh, Jamie and the organization that, that he works for, um, he and Rich McGinnis, who is the, the, the founder, and they have a great all-star game that's put on every year, too, that, uh, that Army All-American football game. So we're going to talk to those guys about, about coaching and what it takes to develop 
uh, some great players as well. But uh, we're going to have a great show today. But, uh, man, what's going on with the NFL and Spygate and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. I mean, I keep on reading about Spygate, but nobody does anything about it. And then that commissioner came out today and was on the steroid kick, I guess. Is that what it was? Well, here, here's what it is. You know, Commissioner Goodell had a meeting, of course, with the, with the gentleman who, you know, was a part of Spygate because he was, you know, he was a... He was a, an employee who basically was instructed to do a job, and, and he did his job. And, and somehow or another, he finds himself in the media. Now, I don't know the origin of how it all started, how he ended up being in the media, and how he was you know, the person who was the poster child of Spygate, him and Bill Belichick. But I, I can certainly say this. From what I, what I saw today, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that the punishment that was dealt, I don't know if it was harsh enough. I, I really don't because and, and, and because what Roger Goodell said is even to this day, he doesn't accept the answer that Bill Belichick gave him. Then I don't care if the punishment that you gave him, you know, was the most harsh punishment that has ever been levied to any player or coach in terms of the, the fine. You didn't you, you didn't disrupt what he was doing. You didn't take him away from the game. You didn't take him away from that team. You let him stay there and be a part of that. Now, for players that cheat with steroids and other things, you know, it's a little different for the players. You know, why is the players held to a different standard than, you know, somebody like the coach and the owner of the team? You know, you got guys that are cheating with steroids, you know, and, you know, performance enhancement drugs. And you're talking about putting an asterisk or just removing them from the record books or perhaps maybe, you know, taking back gold medals and all this. Right, 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 right. I, I think that cheating is worse than... I do, too. I mean, I yeah, that, yes. Right, I here's think two teams worse. on the field. It's a national championship game, and there's cheating going on. Um, that, that, to me, is... You cheat in any type of other... Uh, uh, in business, if you cheat on your boss, if you cheat with money, if you lie, you're, you're, you're a conniver, they find you out, they get rid of you, because you're, you're, you're bad. I mean, cheating is not to be... You know what's funny about all this? Ever since New England lost the Super Bowl, we haven't heard anything from them. Nothing! Well, I, I, I'll tell you well, what. They're, they're like little ostriches holding their heads in the sand. They're just hiding. Yeah, and I, I don't believe, you know, I, I just don't think that the punishment fit the crime. What was the punishment? Well, you know, the punishment was, what, well, you, you mean for, uh, for uh, Belichick and those yeah, guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, he got like a half a million dollar fine. That's it? Yeah, well, yeah, they lost a couple draft picks, you know. But still, no, I, I, I don't agree with it. I, if Goodell thinks the man is guilty, I think you should have levied a fine much harsher than, than what you did. I and think I, he, he should have been relieved of his coaching duties for a year to show everybody else in the league that, hey, if you're going to cheat and we catch you, you're out. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, I mean, in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, betting on NFL games is legal. Right, it is. Just think about the amount of people and the amount of money that was lost because of his cheating. Oh, yeah, just think about the normal average everyday Joe sitting there saying, hey, I'm going to bet the game and, you know, just bet a you know, hundred bucks on the game and he lost because of the cheating, just an average Joe. Hey, fan man, the average Joe is not betting a hundred bucks, is he? Oh, they could be. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm out of it, man. Thousands and thousands. I mean, Belichick owes me money now. Oh, well, he probably does. He owes a lot of, you know what, he owes a lot of people a lot of money because he did affect it. Because Chris Carter, you know, and and Chris was on one of the NFL networks this morning, or on the NFL uh, this morning, and he basically, you know, broke it down. You know, listen, for somebody who is a student of the game, if you give me that type of advantage of knowing of what the defense is going to be, 
and I've got to adjust my route on the run, but instead of me having to guess when I come out of off the line of scrimmage, having to guess, I already know what it is, right. and you don't think I'm at an advantage? A quarterback, look at the percentage, his uh, completion percentage. Look at his touchdown to interception ratio. Look at how well they performed during all this time going back from the year 2000 up to today. You know, perhaps maybe I don't know. But maybe there was a reason why Tom Brady was a middle-round draft pick. You know, who's yeah, done so good. Right. You know what, Ray, when you really look at it, New England always sucked. That team always sucked. There was, nobody even paid attention to the New England Patriots. And all those players that played on that team, nobody knew who they were. And all of a sudden, they came out of the woodwork, and they started winning all these games, like last year, for instance, 18-1. I mean, you're right. I mean, how can they win all these games? And when you watch them play, it seems like the wide receiver is always open. The defense doesn't know what's going on. That's exactly right. I mean, when you, when you have that type of knowledge, you know, and you're playing against some of the best players in the world, and, you, you know, football is a game of fractions. It's a game of fractions, and it's a game of angles, and it's a game of, again, who has the most information between the ears. And if you've got an advantage and you've got that information before that other person is aware of the fact that you've got that information, they can't make any adjustment, but you've made it. You've gone in at halftime in particular and say, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, just what we thought they were going to be doing, they're going to do that. So what we're going to do is this is the adjustment we're going to make at halftime. You well, know, let, me, let me ask you a question. You know, when a, when a husband and wife, when a husband's cheating on the wife or the wife's cheating on the husband, and they one of them either catch each other, you know, in the act of cheating, what normally happens in a relationship like that? Usually the, the, the person who's caught cheating usually ends up in a divorce action. It's almost like it's the same thing. They should be divorced from the NFL. Something should happen to them, not a $500,000 fine, because that's, that's, that's nothing money in the NFL. There what? should be something more substantial and more, you know, in your face to say, hey, this is not going to go anymore, on anymore, and it's not going to hurt other teams and other fans around the country. Hey, fan man, I'm glad you're so passionate about it, man, but I don't want to bring domestic violence into this. <laughs> it is domestic violence. <laughs> I, I can just imagine that, you know, a, a woman walking in on a man, there's a song out there, you know, it wasn't me, you know, something like that. You know, he would try to, he would try one day. That's what Bill Belichick said. They put the camera, he said, I didn't do it. I, I didn't do it. Well, they don't say that. You know what? If I got caught cheating and I was cheating on my wife, I'd say, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I, not, not me. Well, you know anything. what? It, it, it's just really sad because well, I, 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 really, I can't wait till, till, till Jamie joins us on the show because, see, we've got young people. We've got young people on the show that listen to our show. We've got young people who are out there watching these athletes. And the athlete is the one who is held accountable. The athlete is always the one who's supposed to be the role model. But Gary Maddox told me a long time ago, a great baseball player out of Philadelphia, for the Philadelphia Phillies, he always told me, he said, Ray, athletes need role models too. And when a, when a parent takes their son to college or their daughter to college and he or she goes there on an athletic scholarship, that coach has come and sit in the home of those parents. That's right. The same things is happening nowadays at the professional level. These coaches are sitting down, they're interviewing these, these players, they're giving these players these wonderling tests, they're asking them all kind of questions about the cheerleaders and when's the last time you cheated on your girlfriend and, and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with football. football right. But as far as they're concerned, perhaps maybe they do because they've got some type of research that showed, well, if he cheats on his girlfriend, maybe he might cheat on his, you know, on his assignment. Well, you know, the other thing is, Ray, I mean, when you look at the New England team and you look at the cheating and the fiasco with what these people did, I, how, does, how does it affect 
other teams defensively, like a player, for instance, for all those years, like from 2000 up to 2007, let's just say, or 2006, you have all these players, these defensive players, that are that are losing their routes. They're not doing their job correctly because they don't know what's they don't know what's happening because the cheating is going on. And some of these guys were affected by getting you know cut off the team or reduced in salary. I mean, how do, there's a lot of uh, a lot of effects that are coming out of this. Well, you know what, fam, man, you're exactly right. There are guys who actually have lost their jobs. And listen, I don't want to stay real negative, but I do want to continue no, to no, talk. No, it's not negative. No, it's no, I understand. I, that he, he, he was the one that was cheating, but it affected a lot of other people, like gamblers, you're exactly uh, right. other players, you're other right. coaches, um, uh, fans, uh, a lot of things. Well, you're right. But listen, I, I think uh, we have our, our guests with us, but we're going to have to wait until we get to the other side of the break because the music playing, which means we've got to take a commercial break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And we'll be right back with Jamie King. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah 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 it's that time of day it's that music again you're listening to rail of sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world 
Sandman. And this is just a show. Again, we're not sports reporters. This is just a sports talk show where guys kind of get together and hang out and talk about football. And I've got a great guest on the line with me now, uh, Jamie King. Jamie, are you there on the line with us? Yes, I am, Ray. How you doing there, Jamie? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I oh, appreciate it. Man, hey, Jamie, no problem. How you doing, fan man? How you doing, fan man? Good. Listen, uh, Jamie, just to give you an idea, you know, this is internet radio, and which means, you know, we can be any place in the world at any time, and we can host this show, and we can talk to people live on the air, and we really appreciate having you, fan man, and I just have a great time. But, Jamie, what I wanted to do is, because we're talking about, again, about young men who are under the influence of older men who have an obligation that they have to hold up to the general public, and I think it all starts somewhere around where you come into the picture. So why don't you introduce yourself and just tell people about what you guys do and, and some of the things that you guys are doing to develop next, next, the next generation of superstars. Well, I tell you, I, I was honored to get a call from Rich McGinnis and uh, Doug Berman, who own uh, Sportslink, and uh, they've just done an amazing job with Football University. It used to be Quarterback University, and now it's Football University, and they've taking this thing to, to sites unseen as far as the development of players. They invited me down to uh, Chapel Hill uh, to, to watch the camps, and I've been to camps all over the country, and I've never seen anything like this. The individual instruction they get and the development of young men, it's second to none, and the, the instruction that they get from the NFL players and the NFL coaches that have been in the past, uh, it, like I say, second to none. And it's, you know, I sit there and look at it, and I just think to myself, you know, as a young quarterback myself coming up, you know, we had guys in the neighborhood, and we had different people you go around throw balls with, but you didn't have that instruction. And I, I kind of sat there and said, man, if I had something like this, you know, would I have been able to go any further? And you just play the what-if game. But now you look at these kids now, and you've got fifth, sixth, seventh graders out there looking like little John Elways, and you shake your head and say, wow. Hey, you can't mention John Elway on this show, Jamie. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, oh, great. That's <laughs> awesome. And, but to see these little guys and the older guys as well, last weekend they had – uh, Jordan Reed, one of the top uh, four players in the country, and every week they go into different cities and have the best players. They get the best the best instructions, and then you have, you know, the Andre Risens and Herb uh, Eatmans and uh, Lorenzo White, some of the great players who play the game week in and week out. Uh, you got different players, NFL level, and different NFL coaches teaching these guys, and. You know, you have guys teaching character, and you take a guy like Andre Risen, who's had a couple of missteps along the way. He'll tell you that, and he tells the kids, hey, don't do what I did. I, I, I did a few things wrong along the way, but I'm better for it now as a man, and here's why you don't want to do that. And so I've learned so much from him just watching him, you know, being humble about where he's been and what he learned uh, through taking a misstep here and there. But now he's come out the other side, and he's really mentoring young men, doing a great job. And every one of the staff members we have, uh, you know, Rich McGinnis and Doug Berman have kind of handed, handed the mandate down. You're go we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it the right way. And it really has, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. And I've never seen a camp like it. it it's unbelievable. Now, your camp that you're talking about, you guys are obviously working with, uh, with young athletes uh, who go on to the next level, to the collegiate level. Uh, give me a little insight of some names that you've worked with here in the uh, most recently. Well, I tell you what, uh, Rich, Rich, and the, the entire group—I mean, they worked with the Reggie Bushes and the Vince Youngs and uh, Adrian Petersons. I mean, those wow. guys. I think they've done fairly well. Wow. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but no, I mean, really—they work with uh, some of the top players. It's an invitee-only type camp, and they go around. And Rich uh, and the staff do such a great job, city to city. They evaluate people and they bring them in, and uh, they give the invitations, and they go out. And when you go to these camps. 
this is the best of the best. If you go to an FBU camp, you, you can look at some of the best players in the country every single week. It's an amazing thing to see. Hey, Jamie, hey, this is Sam Man. Uh, did they evaluate Matt Weiner? <laughs> Oh, that's, a good, that, uh, that's a pet peeve. That's a pet peeve that Fan Man has. But I'll give you a chance to. to, to he's not that a Matt Liner fan or what? No, no, no. I'm just saying that you know they drafted him, uh, you know, first round, tenth overall, and uh, you know he hasn't played that well. So I think. Fan Man, let me say this. I, you know, I like to think I know a little bit about football, and and I think Matt Liner's best days are ahead. I think the guys really, I like him. Uh, uh, his ability. I, I don't think you've seen the best of what he has to offer, and I know he's working hard from what I've heard and. and Oh, he, he has so to. I think he's got a real opportunity to do well. Last, uh, bond party. See, see, Fan Man has just been all. Fan Man has been all over Matt Liner's from day one. I think it is Fan Man's. You know. Yeah, but one, Bush play okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'll do, Ray. I'll, I'll, I'll get a steak dinner out there. That this guy's going to be a Pro Bowler at some point right, in his career. Right, he'll, right. he'll take these Cardinals somewhere special at some point in his career. I, I, I'll, I will go out on the limb and say that much. I really think the kid's best years. Obviously, you're in front of him. He, well, he hasn't had that much of a run, run but Jamie. Uh-huh. You better have a rope so you can, you know, if you fall off, you can still hang on. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I just think, I think the kid, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, throw the talent on him yet. I think he's got his best days ahead. Hey, Jamie, I, I'm glad you're a stand-up kind of guy, but I got to say this about Fan Man and I, both coming from Philadelphia, man. You can keep the steak. Let's make that a cheese steak. Cheese steak. <laughs> well, the, the only reason I almost didn't come talk to you today, Ray, is because the Philadelphia stuff. Being here in Washington... Oh yeah! Oh hey man, what can I what can I say, man? It's hard talking to Eagles, man. Well, listen, really first, but, you, you hey, threw... you don't have this, this this star on the side of your helmet, so it's all good. <laughs> well, you know that's right. We can all gang up against the Cowboys, but you threw the first low blow when you threw the John Elway thing out of there. You know, I you know I don't have Super Bowl rings today because of the drive and the fumble. So so you started, but listen, since we're going down that road, you know, let let let's continue to go down that road and be you know very honest in our opinions about you know what's going on today and. You started talking a little bit about some of the players that you guys have uh, you've, you've worked with, and, and I know the name Reggie Bush uh, has come up, and and there has been some things you know surrounding Reggie, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, there's some things going on today with the commissioner and and Spygate, and you talked about character. We had Ozzie Newsom on our show, who's who's talked about about character. You know, how much important is it in terms of the role that you guys play in these camps with the development of these kids? Because it seems to me, I know it's happening a lot in basketball. It's like the AAU team has replaced the school team now. And it seems like now maybe your, these kinds of camps are also, you know, almost taking over for the football team. And so now you're in charge of developing these young kids. So tell me how much you guys really, you know, uh, it, it stress a character and, and, and off the field, uh, you know, type of, uh, you know, stay in line type of thing for the young kids? Well, I can tell you, you know, I, I'm in charge. I'm the director of the uh, FBU MVP training portion. So after the camps, the parents that want to continue on with former NFL players or, or some current NFL players, some guys that, and coaches as well that want to continue on, I kind of facilitate that. But I can tell you right now, Doug Berman and Rich McGinnis, who I've spent quite a bit of time with, both, both men are high integrity, high moral guys, and they want these kids to get the best message possible. They don't want just instruction to happen. They want you know, a little mentoring along the way to make sure that these guys understand the importance of education because, of course, NFL careers are, are on average 2.5 years. They want, they want us to stress, of course, education, uh, making sure that you know, mom and dad are listened to and that you do the right things and you become good citizens as well as great football players. And I think 
which says, hey, this is, and Doug both say these are the things that they want to implement to make sure that the kids are not only great players but great citizens. And so this program, uh, we stress it all the way through. We don't want to, uh, we're not going to push uh, anything but the highest uh, morals and standards for these players, not only on the field but off. Okay, fan man, now you be a stand-up fan. I mean, you are, you know, a real fan. Is it that important for the hardcore fan? Do you really care what a guy does off the football field? You know what, I, I, uh, I really don't care what he does off the football field uh, as long as he, you know, he basically behaves himself. Don't, you know, don't go out and get drunk. If you want to get drunk, stay home and get drunk. Don't go to a, don't go to a strip bar and make a fool out of yourself. Uh, get arrested. Uh, and carry on like that. I think that, you know, you can only build character up to, to a certain point, but, you, you know, you're a human being, and you want to go out and have fun, and, but you've got to be responsible. I think, Jamie, that's where Jamie's coming from, is the, like he's teaching these kids, you know, you've got to be responsible for what you do. So, you know, watch what you do, and be careful what you do so you don't get in any trouble. And everybody has, <clears throat> has dirty, uh, dirty laundry in their closet, but some of these people just go too far, like the Michael Vick thing, and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, um, what was his name, the guy that they just got in Dallas? Uh, Pac-Man Jones. Right. You know, I mean, so, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with guys going out having a good time, but, you know, they are being watched. The, the, the media is watching them. The cops are watching them. They're just waiting for them to make one wrong move. And it's almost like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson has been busted several times, and he came out of a club in Scottsdale, Arizona, and they were following him because they knew that he was probably, you know, either on drugs or, or boozed up, and they nailed him. Well, you know what, you know, speaking of that, I, I guess I'm old school in, in, in my thinking, but I, I've always felt, and, and we try to, I know at FBU, you know, teach these kids that playing at the collegiate level and playing beyond that, I mean, that's a privilege, especially anybody privileged enough to get to the NFL. I look at that as an honor, and, uh, you know, guys, for some reason, take that for granted. You look at the millions of people out there who give the right arm to have that type of opportunity, and when these guys get it and, you know, just let it uh, flip through their fingers because of, not using her head. I, I really hey, think hey, there Jamie, has to you know, be some. I agree with you. I was in radio for a long period of time, and if I would have made it to the the one percent, that, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to correlate this to the NFL. I mean, only one percent of all the football players, or maybe a half a percent, get to that, get to the NFL. And when you finally get there, that's your dream as a kid. Whereas in radio, you want to get to New York or Los Angeles, and be the major morning guy making all the big bucks, and it's almost like a Ryan Seacrest or a Howard Stern. You're not going to screw that up. You know, you, when you finally get there, you, you, right. you can't screw that up. And I don't know why an NFL player and uh, in, in some of the calibers that we're talking about screw that up. Well, let me say something, guys. I'm going to jump in here because, I, you know, I was blessed and I was fortunate enough to do that. And, and I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not just going to say, oh, gosh, I never did anything bad in my life. But it's almost like this. I always talk about hitting the lottery. Well, not only do you hit the lottery, it's almost, it's almost like, too, like you're in a candy store and it's full of your favorite candy, and they're telling you, guess what? You can only eat one at a time. I mean, that is like one of the hardest things in the world for these guys to live their dream. And, and their dream is not just playing professional football, but it's like everything else that comes along with it. And it takes an awful lot of discipline. And that's why I'm wondering, what are you guys doing at, at, at that age to try to influence those, those guys, to try to, you know, put them on a straight and narrow path. They understand well, that, guys, you know what? Yeah, it's out there, but you've got to have some self-control, and you just just because it's there, you can't take advantage of it. Hey, Ray and Jamie, there's there's a situation right now going out here in California at UCLA. I think it's UCLA where a basketball player has been accused or allegedly accused of taking all kind of uh, gifts from this promoter. It's OJ Mayo, right? Yeah, OJ Mayo. 
And, you know, he, 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 he was on TV last night. And he said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Well, here's the thing about it. See, see. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Why would a guy that's going to go into the NBA screw up like that? I mean, that, that, that's well, what I, I think that guy. If I was Mayo, I would not be taking anything from anybody because I know deep down I want to get to the NBA. Well, you I'm know not what? I have all this trash in my in my closet. Okay, hold on, fan man, because that's a subject we're going to continue with on the other side of the break. But you hear the music, so you're going to you know hear us when we come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America yes. Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man, you said. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world and we've got uh, jamie king with us from uh, football university and and guys i just want to say this you know i i don't think that the problem is as much with the veteran players. In fact, very few times when something happens, are you going to find a player who's been in the league, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years? Because it's like everything else. I always tell fan men, you know, it's like, you know, your career only lasts so long. So when you start getting on upwards of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, uh, you truly are a senior citizen in the National Football League. But these other guys are still, they're infants. They're, they're in diapers. And it's just hard when you worked your life, your, your entire life, worked for a goal, you reach it, and then these are supposedly the rewards. 
and and then you try to take advantage of those. That's why I'm saying, you know, I applaud organizations like Football University who goes beyond just your performance on the field and is trying to also mold and shape you and help develop you as a young man off the field because the temptation, I'm telling you guys, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And, you know, I just, you know, applaud you guys. But I understand we got somebody else on the line who wants to join us. So if you can hold for a second, guys, I think we got, uh, it's Big Daddy. Big Daddy, you on the line with us? Hey, Ray, how you doing? All righty, what's happening? What's going on, Ray? Oh, man, I'm having a good time. How about yourself? I'm having a great time listening in on you and Jamie King. I'm really uh, enjoying your show. Uh, What you're hitting on and what you're talking about is, is definitely an issue within our sports and uh i think that uh we're you know we're trying to make a change you know we're trying to make things better now big daddy are, are you a fan uh of, of of football basketball of all sports or what is it uh well i'm a fan of football basketball track uh really all sports because you know uh, it I, seems like uh, it seems like the problems uh, we hear more about the football players and 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 maybe the basketball players than the track and 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 some of the baseball you know in terms of the severe you know crimes that are happening if i should say anything you know for lack of a better word because a lot of things that happen are criminal but uh are you a fan that believes that these kids have an obligation do they have to become instant role models well i think what happens is is that you're looking at finances that are coming into place. Um, when you when you come into finance, and the greater the financial reward for success, uh, the more corruption jumps into it. You know, and I think that what happens is that um, you know corruption is always going to be there, but you're going to have to figure a way out of not being involved in it. And every every young you know athlete coming through is going to have to know how to. Uh, you know, stay away from the temptations. Although, you know, you know, depending on their family lifestyle and upbringing, uh, the you know circumstances, you know, you never know what their choices, you know, what make them break to go ahead and still do that anyway. Hey, Jamie, uh, are, are you Jamie? You still there? Uh, yes, you, you mentioned something about the parents now. Uh, when you bring a young man in, and you, you know, when when a young man is being developed to be, you know, a top prospect. Uh, can you assess or evaluate his family to kind of gauge, wow, this guy's going to have a tough time. We're going to have to give him a little bit more support. Do you give them additional support, you know, with off-the-field concerns? Well, I think uh, i got to give a shout-out to Brett, by the way. There he is. So, hello, Brett. Uh, but, no, we, we definitely do. We want to make sure that uh, we help any way possible. I know Andre Rises, for instance, there, there's been a few kids that uh, he's had a mentor along the way in terms of, they ask advice and maybe come from some tough economic backgrounds. And, uh, you know, he hates to see kids fall by the wayside, as we all do. And I know that, uh, you know, we look at each kid, and, and Rich definitely does his best uh, to help each one. Uh, but at the same time, uh, these kids all come from all, all different aspects throughout the country, and he does everything he can uh, while they're on the field. And then uh, there's scholarship programs in, in place and so forth, so he helps off the field as well. So. Uh, but, yeah, as far as getting in-depth with each family, that, that's kind of tough. But at the same time, uh, if there's kids definitely in need, we'll, we'll do whatever we can to help them. Yeah, because many times, you know, there are children raising children. You know, some right. of these guys, their parents, you know, they could be, you know, 18 years old, and, and their parents could be, you know, they, maybe they were 15 when they had them, you know. So you're talking about 33-year-old parents with 18. So it's, it's kind of it's difficult. 
But, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys do the best you can. But also, I, if I'm not mistaken, and you help me here, I don't want to be wrong. I want, I want to be respectful on this. Your program, is it, is it affordable? Can the average person afford your program? Well, see, that's the thing that we, we, wor- we worked hard on. We have scholarships in place. Uh, the program is uh, it's a little more uh, than the average camp, but at the same time the instruction is a lot more than the average camp because you're, you're talking uh, you have guys like Larry Kennan who's mentored and coached uh, Eli Mannings of the world and Greg Briner who's worked with uh, Mike Holmgren, Holmgren and uh, Jim Fossil and guys like that, and we've got former Dallas Cowboy coaches. We've got... Uh, guys that have been everywhere and coached at every level, and then you get the NFL guys. So uh, the camp, while it's uh, affordable uh, for some folks, of course, you know there's going to be certain cases where it won't be, uh, but Rich has worked hard, and he works every day with certain groups uh, trying to raise money for scholarships for kids in need. So he wants this to be inclusive for everyone, not just a select few, but at the same time he goes around the country finding the best players in each region to give those players the best opportunity. So, yeah. Jamie, this is Pam. So he's looking for high school kids that are entering college. Is that where it all basically starts? Right. And, uh, you know, the camp is uh, obviously featuring the top 150 players, you know, at all from, you know, fifth grade up through 11th grade. How do and I get to come to your camp, Jamie? How do I, if I'm interested in your camp, how do I get to, can I just come? Can I, is there a website or something? You can go to footballuniversity.org. And uh, the camp is invitation only, and it, the invitations are sent out uh, by the organization. And uh, Rich McGinnis and the staff, like I say, they, they've basically gone through each city and they find the best players, and the criteria is, you know, based on the abilities of the players in those areas. Now, how do you, now, let me ask you something. We, uh, last week we had, uh, you know, our, our good friend Kelvin Fisher with us. You know, Kelvin is one of the best scouts in the NFL out there with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got that Super Bowl ring, and, uh, and, and off the record, you know, I can say he did a hell of a job in terms of the athletes that he, he prospected this year and the, the ones that were chosen by the Steelers. I can't, uh, I'm not at liberty to say how many was his, but believe me, he did a damn good job. And now, he's a scout. Now, tell me how, how similar are the duties that you guys perform in terms of identifying the top players compared to what they do at the pro level? I mean, are you guys out there that much to see the top 100 or 150 kids, and how do you find them? Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I would definitely not want to be Rich McGinnis in terms of the amount of travel he and, and some of the folks there in the office do. I know this Rich personally goes out state by state. He gets uh, everybody uh, in each city uh, and looks at them. And, uh, and the whole staff there, the, it, it's really I'm on the training side. Those guys, and I would rather refer, defer to Rich, but, and you should definitely have him on to go over this on the selection process because I'm more on the training side. Really, it's a science that those guys really put so much time and effort into it, and it's not something they just throw up in the air and say, I'll take this guy and this guy. They really do their homework more than any group I've ever been around. And I invite you to come out, uh, Fan Man and uh, Ray, and basically look at this entire organization because it is so fascinating to watch this up close because it's like nothing you've ever seen. Well, I, I, I did see uh, the All-Star game, and and I saw the athletes. And, and yes, I did see a... Division one college football team that probably could have, you know, finished in in the top ten. <laughs> you know, right. they they look good. That all star team did look good, and and I and I thank you guys for having the number one college football player in the country. Oh, I believe somebody's uh, okay. You you still there? Yeah. You still there? Okay, okay. 
So as long as we got Jamie, I, I want to thank you for having the number one college football player who was going to attend the Ohio State University. There you go. As a, as <laughs> uh, now, we've got to speak up. Now, of course, we, we want to thank the U.S. Army and all they do with NBC Sports for the All-American Bowl, which is, uh, I believe, it's going to be January 5th this year. And Rich and the staff, I mean, this staff, uh, you've got a, a bunch of guys that go city to city that are behind the scenes, and they work so hard to make this the ladies in the office and Rich and the entire staff, and there's so many, I can't mention them all, but to, to go to this U.S. Army Bowl in San Antonio and put on the production that they do, it's flawless. And then the advance team, Tim Silo and the entire group that go city to city, the job they do uh, to set up before, you know, they're up at 5 a.m. Uh, getting the field ready, getting everything. It's just a complete uh, uh, A to Z. They, they've got it down to a science. They've done a great job. Hey, let me ask you real fast. My, my good friend, Jaws, is, is Jaws really involved in the program? Yes, he is. And like I say, he's uh, not only uh, is on our, our, our webpage, if you go to footballuniversity.org, he actually talks about it. And uh, he and Rich have a great relationship, and he definitely promotes the football university as the best camp in the country. That's because it is. Hey, fan man. Yeah. You're, you remember Jaws, of course, right? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. I'm a hardcore Eagles fan. You know that. Well, Jaws is very much involved in this program. And I, I know. Be, I, I heard. I, I'd be curious to know, what did, what did you think about Terrell Pryor when he was coming out? Did he have an opinion about Terrell? Well, uh, I haven't talked to him personally about that, but I can tell you what. I, I followed Terrell quite a bit and, and watched him, and uh, I think this guy, uh, you know, he's got another Vince Young-type guy that can run and, and throw and do it all, and uh, another great great uh, success story from our program. But uh, Terrell Pryor is going to be everything Ohio State's been lacking, in my opinion, in terms of that quarterback that can take off and run with it. And not saying Troy Smith didn't do a great job, but this guy I think has an added dimension because he's taller and he can make make all the throws. I think he's just going to be an exciting player for you. Well, one thing about a question of all the people that went through your program, uh, uh, how many of them were drafted this year by NFL teams? Once again, I probably let you probably have to go through Rich because I'm so busy on the training side. But uh, as far as the total number drafted, I'll, I will have to get that number for you. Well, I, I can tell you this, fan man. I don't know how many were drafted, but I can tell you the studs, you know, are part of this program. I'm very familiar with the program. I've watched it over, you know, a couple years. It developed. It, it developed from what used to just be called quarterback university, I believe right. it was, and and now they're working with other skill positions besides quarterbacks. Because the quarterbacks are not the only skill skill guys out well, see, there. See, that's a great point, Ray. And the, and the beauty part now is we do every we cater to every position. Whether you kick, running back, DB, wide receiver, linebacker, we do every position. And the response from the players throughout the country, the former NFL guys that are out there, city by city, we're actually attaching those guys. Bring them, bringing them into the hometown of the kid, and where else can you work with NFL players in your own backyard but through our program? And as a former, uh, as a father of a former player who actually was one of the top-rated kickers back in 2000, my son Patrick, who got a full ride to Illinois, to get him training, I had to fly to Los Angeles, to the to Las Vegas, to Florida, and the money I spent in travel was out of this world. So I said. When talking with Rich, why don't we bring the the world together, the former players and, and players and coaches that can help, and then the kids regionally and the parents won't have to travel at the end of a week all over you know the country to get the best training. They can do it if we can link up the players that are closest to them. Hey, Jamie, that was a great idea, and obviously it's paid off for you guys. We're going to continue to talk about that on the other side of our break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. Cause I had to get I'm up all night Getting my money right Until the blue light 
Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLalane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lalane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lalane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Yeah, that's one of those songs, fan man, that came out back in the day when you were hanging out. But anyway, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man, and I love that song. <laughs> fan man, you know, they think uh, your your mic or whatever it is sounds a, a little crappy, fan man. That's what I'm. Uh, that's the response I'm getting. So we're going to improve that, whatever it is. But yeah, uh, let, me, let me try another microphone here because I got a lot of microphones. Okay, hey Jamie, you still with us? Up, oh, Jamie. Jamie's no longer with us. Yes, I am. Okay, Jamie's still with us. Good. Uh, do we have another caller holding by chance, guys? Am I am I missing another caller? Hey, Ray. Hey, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that, is that Big Daddy still with us? No, this is Brett Cooper. Oh, hey. Hey, Coop. How you doing there? What's going on? Yeah, Coop, one of those guys from back in Philadelphia, ball player, big ball player. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's the man. Hey, hey, Coop, listen, man, I want to congratulate you. I believe uh, I got uh, some correspondence from... Uh, my executive producer, Tacey Trump, uh, you know, saying that uh, there was an article that was written about you in the uh, perhaps maybe New York Times or the Wall Street Journal about your stuff uh, working with these guys? Yes, yes, with the Wall Street Journal. Oh, great. Uh, excellent article. Um, uh, like I said, I'm, I feel honored to, to even be part of, uh, 
uh, you know, the program, and uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, doing the interview. And um, like I said, it, it really it actually motivated me even a little more than what I was motivated. You know, but uh, you know, this is a great program. I really enjoyed the program. I, I love with uh, with Rich McGinnis and, and the uh, Sports Link and the U.S. Army All American Game has, has done over the years, and uh, I hope to be a major part of it and, and grow. Um, as the grain grows over now, the years. You're, you're obviously back there in the Philadelphia area. Is there a, a, a young man coming out of one of those schools there that we should be looking out for? Well, we have one young man right now where, which is showing uh, dynamic uh, uh, abilities. And, and that uh, uh, young man is Jerron Stokes, a uh, wide receiver out of Northeast High School um, in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I think that uh, Jerron uh, kind of displays a... Um, Kind of reminds you a little bit of Dante Stallworth, and he he is committed to uh, right now uh, to Tennessee. Dante so, Stallworth, hey, that's not a bad person to be, <laughs> you know, to be yeah, uh, compared to. Yeah, reminds me a lot of Dante Stallworth. Oh well, and, listen, uh, uh, Donovan would appreciate to have uh, development of a young man like that, but uh, Donovan probably would be out of Philadelphia by the time that happens. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that, that's uh, that's another story about what's happening there in Philadelphia and and their their football team with the Eagles. But uh, certainly, you know, out you know talking about these young men uh, that that are on horizon to, to be tomorrow's uh, superstars and uh, just concerned about them because there's so much pressure on them. And I think it's it's such a great job what you guys do to reach in or to reach out and to try to help them in the, the early stages of their life because many times you don't get, once you reach that level, you may not get a second chance. And it's all started off because we were talking about the commissioner and uh, the second chance that Bill Belichick has, has gotten uh, when he's probably gone to the, the, the deepest extremes of cheating and actually <laughs> affecting the outcome of a football game. Because when you zoom in like the stuff that I'm seeing on TV and the type of cheating that he did, it's just... You know, anybody who plays this game will tell you if I'm out on the field. I mean, it's just a matter of seconds. I, I, I tell my son, you know, you know, one, two, three, four. You see that? Somebody just ran 40 yards. You know, it's yeah. like if you got a fraction of seconds of which you've got some information before the other guy gets it. Boom. It, it, it's gone. He's past you. You're done. It's over with. You know, hey, so, hey, right. This is fan man. You yeah. think the Giants cheated in the Super Bowl to beat the Patriots? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I, do, I, do, I do not think the Giants cheated. I think the Giants came out with a game plan. They came out to play hard-nosed football. It was going to be a very physical game. And I think the Giants, what happened was the Giants played them in that last game, and they gained the confidence that they needed to go in to, to win the Super Bowl. That's they, exactly right. They yeah, knew that, exactly. hey, we almost beat these guys. It's just a matter of, okay, let's look at what we did wrong, correct the mistakes, and what we did well, we'll continue to do that, and we'll build off of that. And that's the way you're supposed to play football, and that's the way you're supposed to compete with each other. You know, I talked to, well, actually, uh, Mark Slareth, who, uh, who I've known for years on ESPN, um, made a comment today. He said he felt bad about the guys like Mike Vrabel and Teddy Bruschi and Tom Brady now that uh, people are going to wonder. He said these guys are guys that have worked hard to earn the success. But then now in people, in the back of people's mind, you wonder how much were they aided in. And like I say, they, they may or may not have known, and we're going to give them the benefit of that, that they didn't know this was being funneled to them illegally or whatever. But at the same time, a lot of people, you know, have some tainted legacy there that say, "Wow, you know, these guys, how much of an advantage do they really have over the competition?" It's well, no Jamie, Jamie Famit, what, what do you think should happen to Belichick? I mean, a five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar fine is nothing. 
I mean, don't you think they should uh, kick him out for a year and let everybody know, hey, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you? Well, you know what? The guy went from, to me, I mean, I had such tremendous respect for him as a coach and, and what he's done, and, and I still do, but at the same time, now it's like it makes you sit back and go, hmm, you know, hmm. What, what was real, what was, uh, how much benefit did he receive from that? And you know, I think the average fan is just going to say, you know, this guy really got a decided advantage, and, and how much of an advantage did he get for how long and, and what games? And I don't know, it's just a cloud of doubt there is. Right. Well, how about the Philly-New England Super Bowl? How about that? The fans in Philly are pissed. Well, I mean, you know, as a fan of, you know, if you're a Philadelphia fan, I can't say that maybe you don't have a case. Hey, let me just say this, Jamie. I, I, I don't care what team you play for. I just want to say this, guys. I, I got to reemphasize this. It's a fraction of seconds that can give you an advantage when you're a professional football player. These guys exactly. are world-class sprinters. And this, if you look at New England didn't have the greatest you know, defense in the world. They had the greatest offense in the world. And I am telling you, as a skill position player, if you're a defensive back and you have to backpedal against the fastest people in the world, any slight advantage they have, you're done. You're cooked. Right. So it's, it's, it's Tom Brady that we're looking at and how amazing his career has been. It's, he's, he's been able to accomplish what he accomplished with some receivers that I can't even remember their names with the exception of Randy Moss. Well, we'll have to see what happens next year, right? Well, we're not on, next year we saw what happened in the Super Bowl. Now, how many people, people, only the betting people who decided the greater the risk, the greater reward, took the Giants. But on paper... According to what the New England Patriots had been doing, there was no way in the world the Giants were supposed to win that football game. Right. I, I guess I'm all alone on that one, but no, I, no, I said I, I picked the Giants. I was one of the I know you did because you're a betting man. I picked the Giants also. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a betting man too. Who's that out there, Coop? Yeah, it's me. I, I, I picked the Giants. <laughs> I think also. you went with it, but you went with the NFC. Well, I, I don't think it was just NFC. I thought that the defensive line for the Giants was such a dominant force. That uh, I, I thought that they were on a roll more. Than you know what? Think. You just said. That, now I'm going to give you something there, Coop. Now you said that the defensive line was such a dominant force. They talked about too is them the blitzing package that they would have, and what happened? That dominant force. If he was yeah. been able to cheat in that game, that dominant force would have never got to him because yeah. that West Coast, that you know, three-step drop, that pass would have been in and out, gone, never well, you got know, to well, him. You know what? What you said earlier. Exactly why any bit of cheating gives an advantage to another team because you know in the NFL, you know, a winning team or losing team comes down to a few points. Oh yeah, and you there's know, no you doubt. Could be five, you could be five and twelve, and all you did was lost a few games by two or three points, and you know it's the difference from being five and twelve and twelve and five. So. Sounds like the Cardinals. Oh, man. Hey, guys. Just a little bit of cheating in there. You guys hear that music? That. That's some of my favorite music. I hate we got to do this. Listen. I got to send condolences out to my great friend, my great friend, Keith Harris, who lost his mom. God bless you, Keith. Listen, guys, it's been a great show, but the music says we got to go. You're listening to Rail of Sports with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Take me for